The Holy Gospel this morning comes from the book of John, chapter 11, verses 32 to 44. As you're able, please stand. When Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. He said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus began to weep. So the Jews said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? And Jesus again, greatly disturbed, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone was laying against it. And Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, already there is a stench, because he's been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone, and Jesus looked upward and said, Father, I thank you for having heard me. I know that you always hear me, but I have said this for the sake of those standing here, so that they may believe that you sent me. When he said this, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out! The dead man came out, his hands and feet bound with strips of cloth, and his face wrapped in Jesus said to them, Unbind him and let him go. Here ends the gospel. Please be seated. Greetings from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To each of you that are sitting in the pews here today, and greetings to those folks that are listening by telephone or Facebook uh, or whatever streaming service. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Those words spoken by Mary had a profound effect on Jesus. They cut him like a dull, dirty knife, leaving a deep wound in his heart. Scripture tells us that he was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. We know that even he could not hold back the tears. Now, how many of us have been in a similar situation as Mary and Martha with a loved one who has recently taken his or her last earthly breath. We may not have voiced it, but didn't we feel in our hearts that God overlooked the opportunity to prevent our loved one from dying? Professor Ginger Barfield of Luther Theological Southern Seminary puts it this way. Death is real, 
death is harsh. No resurrection of Lazarus from the dead should sentimentalize or simplify that truth. And then there is verse 37 of today's gospel which poses this question. Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man, men, have kept this man, Lazarus, from dying? Some of us have had similar thoughts when our own loved one was dealing with life or death situation that didn't turn out the way that we had hoped it would and prayed that it would. The truth is, death stinks and can be very cruel. Sometimes we're able to delay death, but in the end, the Grim Reaper is always successful. And we're left with a big hole in our hearts and only memories to treasure. Unless the person has died that has died, is terminally ill and praying to go, in which case, then death can be a blessing. Nonetheless, we still have to deal with that big hole in our hearts. Thank God that he allows us to hang on to precious memories. We do know that Jesus raised his dear friend Lazarus, giving him a new lease on life. But we don't often stop to think that Laz, that was just a, a, a second chance. And Lazarus' new lease on life would come to an end too. So Lazarus died for a second time. And he's with all the other saints who passed before us, awaiting the return of Jesus and resurrection eternal life. Today's Gospel text evokes a long-standing and a, a puzzling question. What does one soul do from the time of death until Jesus returns? Do we simply lose all consciousness and lay uh, lifeless in a cold casket? Or if we're cremated, do our ashes sit in an urn in a shallow grave? or sit on a shelf somewhere until we hear the celestial thump trumpets announcing our Lord's triumphant return? Some think so. Others wonder. Serious thinkers often differ. But some have posed the very interesting concept that immediately following death, the soul remains conscious and is immediately transported into the presence of God. Biblically, Scripture supports this premise. Ecclesiastes 12, 7 says, And the dust returns to the ground it came from, and the Spirit returns to God who gave it. And Luke 23, 43 quotes Jesus speaking to the thief on the cross, saying, Truly I tell you, Today, I will, you will be with me in paradise. Okay, if the Spirit returns to God, what does it do? No one can say with certainty. Still, we know that God is not wasteful. If God has given us talents and abilities to serve Him on earth, would God be inclined to assign us 
to a long-term vacation, perhaps centuries or eons long? Or is God more likely having us do useful things that reflect the love of our Lord and Master? Some biblical scholars think that our souls are housed in temporary bodies until the resurrection and believe that saints who have passed before us are allowed to look in on and look out for loved ones functioning as their advocates before God. We know from Scripture that Jesus is our principal advocate, but it's fascinating to ponder the possibility that our loved ones may be able to play an active and ongoing role in our lives. If this is the case, think of the satisfaction our departed parents, siblings, loved ones, and dear friends may be experiencing, witnessing all the things going on in our lives and the lives of our children. And in some way, enjoying the privilege of continuing to have a meaningful involvement in our day-to-day -day living. I realize that this is not, that not everyone is likely to be comfortable thinking along these lines. But if the idea has caught your interest, pursuing a subject in a focused Bible study could be very rewarding. In any event, today being All Saints Sundays, it's wholly appropriate that one of the focuses of today's worship acknowledges the debt of gratitude that we owe to the faithful Christians who broke the trail for us and have made our lives so much more meaningful because of their efforts. In addition to the saints who passed during the past 12 months, which we will acknowledge here today, those who died in earlier years, let us also remember and thank Pastor A. Johnson of Eau Claire and Pastor C. E. Helsom of Running Valley for recognizing God's call to reach out to new settlers in Barron County to bring them the word of God and to help them organize churches. United Lutheran grew out of the journey together in 1947 two existing congregations, Solon and Acres Lutheran Churches, with additional growth in 1959, occasioned by the closing of Zion Lutheran. Without the dedication, hard work, and financial support of all these blessed souls, we would not likely be worshiping in this beautiful sanctuary this morning. Praise God for whom all blessings flow. Well, life is neither easy or fair for many people. And I expect this is true for some of us here gathered today. Sometimes there is no simple, adequate answer to our most serious questions. We can imagine the deep sense of loss and disappointment that Mary was experiencing when she said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Jesus said to Mary, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? Well, Mary saw God's glory close up. When Jesus stood before Lazarus' tomb, 
cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. What a sight to behold. Watching a dead man come out of the grave, his hands and feet bound with strips of cloth, and his face wrapped, a cloth wrapped around his face. One cannot imagine how Lazarus was able to do it. How could he physically move in that condition? Still, Lazarus answered Jesus' command and came out of the tomb. Then Jesus set him free from his fish page, ordering others to unbind him and let him go. In my mind, the unlocking key of this story, to this story of other Bible, uh, biblical mysteries, can only be found when one accepts the invitation to enter into and cultivate an ongoing personal relationship with Jesus. He is our brother and desires for us to enjoy full membership in God and his Father's family. And that is a good thing, because family members of Jesus are heirs to the promise of resurrection and eternal life. Thanks be to God. Amen. Our next hymn, the first hymn, is Children of the Heaven.